Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Did you see that segment on the uh, January 5th, January 6th, a bombing incident outside the DNC RNC on Tucker's show last night? I did. Um, and it made me ask a lot of questions as someone with some experience in investigations. Also, the inflation number came out this morning and... Um, it's another one of those let's go Brandon moments. We'll get to that. We've got a really loaded show for you today. A lot of material to get to. Let's get right to it. It's time to stand up to big tech. Protect your data from them. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let's get to it. I've also got another episode of the Fact Checker Clown Show here showing you exactly what they did yesterday, why they did it, and the panic and folks, the danger where we're in, we're really in, we're in a, a new Pravda Soviet-like environment of information asymmetries. Don't miss that. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt, and U.S. veteran? Well, I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. Could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rate supply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. All right, Joe. Let's go. Here we go, Dano. Here we go, baby. So uh, wouldn't you agree it is, a, you know, the Let's Go Brandon Cowbell? We've yes, been using yes. this a lot lately. You got it. There we go. Let's go, Brandon Cowbell. Inflation number just came in, the year-over-year -year number for inflation, a staggering 7.5% month-over-month with 0.6, uh, highest number since, I believe, the early 1980s, 7.5% um, inflation. So if this were to keep up, which I think it will for at least the next couple quarters, hopefully not the coming years, but if it were to keep up for about a 10-year period, maybe 10 to 12 years, that would mean prices would double if not more, um, in the next 10, 12 years. So as Guy pointed out to me, if you've got your investments and you've got your home and you get your salary, unless your salary doubles in 10 years and your investments double, you're actually losing money if this inflation rate were to keep up for 10 years. Now, granted, that's unlikely for 10 straight years, highly unlikely. Um, but just to put in perspective how bad 7.5% is, that's what that means in simple math terms. In some limited circles, folks, we call that a problem. Not Biden. They want to spend even more money. And you wonder why the man's approval rating is now dipped below 40. 
And I would argue is probably lower than that too. All right, let's get to this. I want to get that out of the way. Those broke this morning, those inflation numbers, dreadful. Uh, Tucker Carlson show last night. He had a really explosive segment, folks. For those of you that um, missed this story, it may not, because you're not really hearing a lot about it, which is really kind of weird. There were two explosive devices planted in front of the DNC and the RNC the day before um, the January 6th incident over at the Capitol and the rally on the lawn. Now, you would think explosive devices planted in front of two uh, political party headquarters, right? Obviously. You would think that'd be a massive story. I don't know. Call me crazy, but it sounds like a massive story to me, right? Now, what's really strange about this story is you don't hear a lot about it. The media is awfully quiet about it. The FBI is awfully quiet about it. They release some video here and there. They say they're looking for a suspect here. But Tucker aired a segment. It was about eight and a half minutes long. Obviously, I can't play the whole thing. But he brings up this really important kind of component of this whole thing about these bombs that were put in front of DNC and RNC headquarters. And I want to give you kind of my input from being a former investigator myself about what I think is really going on here. Here, check this out. Who is this person? 13 months later, we have no idea. The FBI says it has no leads at all in the case. That's very strange. The FBI has video footage of the person who planted the pipe bombs. Footage of that person sitting on a park bench outside the DNC, talking on a phone, reaching into a backpack and planting the device in the spot where Kamala Harris's security people found it the next day. Now, you'd think in the age of facial recognition software, that video might produce a suspect. You'd think the fact that person was on a phone might be very helpful since people are identified all the time in crimes by their phones. But no, no leads whatsoever. Nor apparently does the FBI have DNA evidence, and that's very weird. That means the person who planted these bombs did not leave a single fingerprint, not a single skin cell, hair, or droplet of breath on either one of the pipe bombs. This person never coughed or sneezed or exhaled moisture onto his or her gloves or onto any of the surfaces he or she touched while sneaking around the surveillance fortress that is Capitol Hill on camera the night before January 6th. Weird. People who plant bombs are almost always caught because there's a lot of physical evidence. This physical evidence was in pristine condition. But this person hasn't been caught. This person, an amateur wearing Nike Air Max sneakers, has confounded the entire FBI crime lab and eluded the largest manhunt in American history. Folks, Tucker's not wrong. This case is bizarre. So this suspect they have who appears on video to have dropped these devices in front of the DNC and RNC. The DNC, uh, the device was found, according to what Tucker put out in a report last night, by Kamala Harris's security team, which, because she was vice president-elect, would have been the Secret Service. Now, the Secret Service has a memorandum of understanding with the FBI that the Secret Service only plays a small role in any pursuant investigation. I hope you understand that. Um, if for obvious reasons, Joe, Joe, think about it, right? If there's an attack on a protectee and it's because of something the Secret Service screwed up, they shouldn't be investigating themselves. Right. So the FBI investigates. So you get why that's yeah. happening? Because I got a couple of questions like, hey, why isn't the Secret Service investigating? Well, that's why. There's a memorandum of understanding there. So the FBI take it over. But this is really bizarre, folks. So you have this guy on video. Now, granted, he appears masked up and, and well-cloaked with a hood. Looks like he may have gloves on. So he was clearly... Um, uh, let's say a professional. I don't mean by he was being paid. I mean, 
He knew what he was doing and or she and covered their tracks well. But I'll ask some of the questions Tucker asked, and I'll layer on some other things as well. If he was on his phone, was he making a call? Um, even if he wasn't making a call, they can triangulate. There's various ways um, to locate numbers within a certain, you know, cell phone tower area. Was it a burner phone? Um if it was, again, it speaks to a level of sophistication. Also, what they can do with video cameras, especially in a place like Washington, D.C., that has a network of video cameras and surveillance cameras everywhere, is they can reverse track the person back. Oh, we see him here. Well, where's the camera before that? Well, it's here. And where's the camera before that? And it's here. Eventually, you get back to a car they got out of and a license plate or a business they walked out of. He had to come from somewhere. He had to come from somewhere. Why don't we know that? I mean, really, I'm just, I'm asking questions. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. If the phone was in fact a burner phone, can they trace it? Can they trace it back to the place of purchase? Can they trace it back? Why haven't we heard about that? Um, why hasn't he reversed track back to a location? Now, the answer may be an obvious one. The answer may be, well, the last plot spot we found them there's a uh, there's no cameras there. We didn't have any access to cameras. Well, do you have a ring doorbell? Do you have anything? And if not, did the person know that? Oh, did the person doing it know that the place he got out of his car or the house he walked out of? Right. He wasn't just planted there. Right, folks, like everybody gets what I'm talking about. Right. He wasn't just planted there like the tooth fairy dropped him in. Right. He got there somehow. He either left the location. He didn't emerge from the ground like those things from the War of the Worlds and the Tom Cruise movie. He either walked there, was transported there by car, or flew in there and got off at an airport and then got in a car and then, got, and then was dropped off at the location. He had to get there. How did he get there? And if where he landed or where he got out of the car was an area that had no surveillance cameras, doesn't that answer a very valuable question? Was this guy a rookie or was this guy a professional? Let's ask another question here. This is what happens when you, you know, you do this stuff for a living and not just me, but the millions of others who've been investigators, you always think, and then what? FBI sources. The FBI has a pretty good dragnet of sources. You're telling me no sources knew this guy? No one? Nobody knew this guy or, or woman. We don't know who, if it was a guy or a woman. We don't know how he identifies either for the leftists out there. We're not sure. We, I don't know what his pronouns are, leftists, but kind of weird. He did this all by himself, managed to get potentially a burner phone, elude surveillance cameras by, by ducking into a, the one dark spot in Washington, D.C. And he did it all without contacting or being known by any sources or a man. This guy's some pro. Really strange. Even Al Qaeda people who want to, you know, who, who want to murder and torture and kill people aren't that cryptic with some of their stuff. They were easier to find. Really strange how in the World Trade Center uh, bombing, they got a partial VIN number from a van and wound up tracking it back to the person who rented it, but they can't seem to find where this guy came from. Here's another one for you because you have these explosive devices intact. Those explosive devices contain materials. Those materials can typically be tracked. Not maybe back to the specific spot, 
But were they exotic materials? Was it just standard black powder? Was it the pipe? What kind of pipe was it? Was it a kitchen timer as it looks like it's been indicated on? Were there any fingerprints or DNA on any of that? And if there weren't any fingerprints or DNA and the materials used were not exotic, meaning it would be very difficult to track them to a specific location, there's no DNA at all, and then the guy may have had a burner phone and managed to avoid surveillance, doesn't it say to you that that looks like a real professional there? That kind of says that to me, kind of says it to me, and I haven't been an investigator in 10 years. Which leads to the second question here. What could the possible motive be? And we're going to operate, unlike the media, on the principle of Occam's razor. Occam's razor, known as keep it simple, stupid, but also known in more exotic ways, ironically. <laughs> I love it. Given all possible explanations for this crime, we should accept the one that requires us to assume the least. In other words, keep it simple, stupid. What could be the possible motive? Well, the obvious motive could be destruction because the person's a terrorist and wants to use terror for some political narrative to advance some political uh, purpose. But that seems unlikely, doesn't it? Seems unlikely because neither of the explosive devices detonated, and at least according to Tucker's report, the timers were set in such a way that they wouldn't have detonated on January 6th when the counting of the electoral votes was going to happen at the Capitol. So kind of a weird political statement to make when you're not making a statement at all. Also, wouldn't you be risking getting caught leaving the evidence behind? Well, Dan, you just said he could have been a professional, not left any DNA. Yeah, but the thing about DNA is you can never quite be sure it's all gone, right? DNA doesn't like jump out like a fingerprint. You can't like put a UV light, some tape and powder on it. DNA is DNA. It's kind of hard to see. Was it a distraction like some people in the Capitol Police have alluded to? Well, if it was a distraction, then why didn't the devices go off? A distraction for what? For a bomb squad unit to go and get a, an explosive that was set to explode the day before but didn't? Given all possible explanations except the one that requires the least amount of assumptions. Setting it up like I just set it up with you, I have to assume the least when I assume this person was a professional. If what the FBI is telling us, and believe me, I'm not taking them at their word, but I don't have any other information. I haven't had a great inside source on this like I did on Spygate. I wish I did, but I don't spin your wheels. Taking this at face value, this was a professional. No DNA, eludes phone tracking, eludes video camera surveillance, at least to put to the point of departure where he leaves a car or a home, eludes the FBI source network, and manages to use a bunch of components that can't be tracked anywhere. Even kitchen timers typically have some serial number somewhere. Not that it can be tracked to the exact location. You don't know where it ended, but it's not impossible to track some especially exotic explosives. It says to me, ladies and gentlemen, that there was a level of sophistication here. Which says to me that if it was a sophisticated attempted hit, that there's something they're not telling us. There's something they're not telling us. I'm going to follow this story. I know Julie Kelly's been all over it as well. Because this story, I'm telling you from my experience, 
is one of the most bizarre stories I've ever heard in my life, that they don't have a single lead on who this guy or woman could have been. It's just Ben's credulity like this to the breaking point. All right, uh, moving on. I'll tell you something I do have a pretty good source on. The Biden administration is panicked about the trucker rally, the freedom rally, the freedom convoy coming to the United States. Panicked. By the way, I will be covering this topic. I don't even tell you who the guest is, but because I, I, it's going to be a surprise. But someone who, who knows. I am going to be covering this on my show on Fox Saturday night at 9, uh, 9 p.m. So check it out, unfiltered. Set your DVR. Uh, I'm going to be covering this because I think the trucker rally may be coming here. Folks, a trucker rally here will destroy Biden, and he knows it. Not just for the reasons you think. Oh, yeah, it'll destroy him the way it destroyed Trudeau because it'll take a stand against the mandates. Yeah, 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 that's, you're right, 100%. I'm not gaffing that off. But that's not it, folks. Trudeau has never been, Justin Trudeau, of course, the Prime Minister of Canada, has never been a hero to the working class. He's a pompous, arrogant little snot who's lived a privileged life, and he appeals only to upper-crust liberals, Trudeau. That's never been Biden's story. Remember the story about politic damaging political narratives? Joe, how many times we got to tell this story? Oh. What are the most damaging political narratives in the world? The ones that change your pre-existing notion of who someone is in politics, right? Right. The fact that Trudeau can't stand truckers now and thinks they're Nazis or whatever is totally unsurprising. It'll do a little bit of damage, but it might not be catastrophic because those people never liked Trudeau anyway. But that's not the image old working class Scranton kid Joe Biden, dirt under the fingernail, my pop said this. That's not the image Joe Biden's tried to project. He's the return to normal working class. I'm a union guy, right, right? Weird, right, that Biden then would find himself on the other side of the very class of people he claimed to defend. The most damaging political narratives change the notion of who you thought they were. Joey, baby! Joey, baby, Joey, baby. That's Angelo from uh, yeah. Andrew. Joey, baby, and the story, and the fake story too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Joey, baby. Now, this will destroy him, not just for the reasons, the obvious ones, that it will be a a siren call for freedom and liberty, just like it is in Canada, and will cause him a massive PR headache. But secondly, because he can't attack them. Trudeau can attack whoever he wants. Nobody takes this kid seriously anyway. He's a kid. Nobody does. He's a joke. You ever see that video of uh, him trying to shake hands? I think it's with Bolsonaro from Brazil. And Brazil just <laughs> and uh, Bolsonaro gas. So it's the greatest video ever. Gas him off completely. No one takes this guy seriously. Biden is supposed to be the working class hero. I want you to listen. As you'll see what I mean. Always bring the backup here. Here's the evidence. Listen to Saki yesterday. When Peppermint's asked about the trucker rally, notice what she doesn't do. This is smart on, on their part. They don't attack the truckers because she understands what I just told you. If he's the working class guy, they can't be on the wrong side of, the, of, the, of one of the largest working class group of people in America, our heroic truckers, right? 
Watch Saki dance around this question. She noticed she never attacks the truckers. Check this out. What we've seen with these requirements is across a range of industries, vaccine vaccination requirements have been implemented with no disruptions, have helped increase vaccinations. These requirements help protect more people from COVID. And there's been zero indication across these industries that they would lead to disruptions, including on this policy. Um, we, of course, support, as you know, the, the right to freedom of speech and protest. Um, but we and but while we do see some of these congestion due to protests, it's clear that these disruptions have broadened in scope beyond the vaccine requirement implementation. Uh, we beyond that, we are, of course, in touch with our Canadian counterparts, um, uh, but I don't have any updates in terms of specific steps. She notice that she goes right to the mandates. She doesn't talk about the truckers at all. Did you see that? You catch what she does there? Because she understands totally, completely. That this will be a political narrative for Joe Biden that will destroy him and to put his approval ratings potentially into the 20s. So I say to the truckers, thank you for everything you're doing. You have an opportunity to change things here as well. All right, let me get to my uh, my uh, next sponsor. And on the other side, I want to show you how the media now, again, doesn't know what to do. Whenever the media is in a scattershot mode, and doesn't have a single message they drive home like the, the Borg in Star Trek. And you see messages coming from Earth. They're white supremacists. They're Nazis. It's a siege. It's an insurrection. It's a Plinko game. Whenever you see this on the left, they're usually better at this. You know they're in a panic and you know the tide's turning. I'll show you next how now they're starting to worry that it's, quote, escalating by the hour. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner, and if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if the fully adjustable... Fiber optic sights aren't enough. It's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms, and you're going to love this company. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality, and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great-tasting superfruit juices, and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com and use the code DAN to save 15% and receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here, I want you to listen to this cut from CNN. 
how the media is now. They don't, you know, again, first it was a white supremacy rally. Then it was a Nazi rally. Then there was child abuse going on. All this stuff is made up, fabricated nonsense. Then it was a siege and an insurrection and an occupation. And now you'll see they're starting to consolidate around and defend Biden. And now they're worried about what I just told you. More evidence. Saki's panicked and Biden's panicked that, hey, man, this is escalating by the hour. Check this out. Politicians are starting to get together, seeing what they can do. And the fear that I have heard from regular everyday people, not just in this city, um, Jake, but just around Canada saying if this is the kind of civil disobedience, you know, that is tolerated, they fear for what can happen next. And that, you know, that fear is real. I mean, consider what happened in, in Toronto in the last few hours. Police say on social media they heard rumors that another protest might pop up and they had to go to really seal off the uh, provincial legislature there. This is escalating almost by the hour. Do you sense it? You know, I never, ever, the one thing I care about the most is my, my credibility and that you don't think you're wasting your time here. I listen to a lot of shows. If I feel like the show is wasting my time and doesn't want to put in the work, I am out in an instant. I never go back. You're not wasting your time here. I told you on yesterday's show that this is how you sense the panic. When you sense this scattershot messaging where they're not laser focused on one point, right? Pay your fair share, whatever. You know, you've heard all the talking, but they're, they're all over the place on this trucker thing because they're scared. You hear it in Saki, which happened after the show yesterday, and now you hear it in the media too, rushing immediately to their defense. Escalating by the hour. There's a real fear here. As my grandmother Eileen used to say, just like I says, you're going to see this get worse, especially if these trucker convoys, and I'll cover this on my show this weekend, if those trucker convoys start here. They don't know what to do. All right, moving on. Folks, I can't emphasize to you again in strong enough terms the growing danger of the blue stack. What's the blue stack? I covered it on yesterday's podcast, and I really, really need you, if you would be so kind, to listen to yesterday's show. The blue stack is this stack of entities, entertainment community, academics, liberal activists, the media, Democrat politicians that are all working in tandem to enact this new totalitarian state where there's information asymmetries, where the left can speak and speak freely on the biggest platforms in the world, screw tube, Facebook, whatever. And the right has to parse every word or they'll be fact checked, silenced, sued, put in jail. Don't laugh. I'll show you the DHS story. I talked about that yesterday too, coming up. I have never, ever seen it so bad, ever. Here's a perfect example. So the Biden crack pipe story that was making the rounds on social media the other day, I want you to watch how the Biden administration, they don't have to talk to each other, whether it's open collusion or wink and a nod, or if it's just the left-wing media understanding exactly what to do. Whenever they sense a damaging narrative, like the trucker convoy, you saw the CNN jump in, and you saw Saki run defense. They always have to rush to defense. So let's go through how this started. The growing danger of the blue stack and the fact checkers and everything. So the Washington Free Beacon ran this story. Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance, quote, racial equity. It's a $30 million program. will provide smoking kits to vulnerable communities. This was February 7, 2022 by Patrick Halp. It's the Washington Free Beacon. Okay, it's a pretty centrist outfit. Pretty centrist outfit. 
Here's the quote from the Free Beacon article that drove the administration crazy. The $30 million grant program, which closed applications Monday and will begin in May, will provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. Oh, really? Included in the grant, which is overseen by HHS, are funds for, quote, smoking kits slash supplies. Listen to this line. A spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance. So they they reached out. They reached out to HHS, the Washington Free Beacon, who, according to their piece right there, a spokesperson told them that they would provide, quote, pipes in the, quote, smoking kits. So there's how it all began. Again, what are the most damaging political narratives? You get the point. Right. So you're the Democrats, Joe. You're in it for the little guy. And all of a sudden you're being associated with smoking kits and a spokesman's talking about crack pipes. The little guy who lives in a drug laden neighborhood in an area probably run by Democrats getting smoked, pun intended, by high crime is probably like, nah, I don't, I'm not really into the whole Smoking kits thing. Not my bag of donuts. Of course, who rushes to their defense? The Soviets. You know the Soviets. The blue stack. Now, you can tell the White House was panicking because here's Peppermint again yesterday when asked about the smoking kits, even though HHS had already commented to the Washington Free Beacon saying, no, 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 there's no crack pipes. Uh, That was, I think she says it was never part of the, never, really? So that person from HHS lied? Listen to Saki try to run interference and she doesn't do it particularly well either. Check this out. HHS just put out a statement clarifying um, around some reports uh, that crack pipes are not would be part of the safe smoking kits that are funded by mm-hmm. the administration. Um, but can you clarify for us, were they never a part of the kit or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback They were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting, and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, A safe smoking kit may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis. (laughs) Lip balm? (laughs) (laughs) Lip balm, Joe. (laughs) Uh, She's uh, she's Susie Chapstick all of a sudden. Uh, Alcohol swabs? So why not just write in the grant alcohol swabs and lip balm? Why did you describe it as smoking kits? Now showing you how this likely was what HHS said it was initially to the Washington Free Beacon. Javier Bacaria, as Joe Biden calls him from HHS, their HHS put out a statement. They put out a statement afterwards, and I want you to very carefully read this statement. This is after the story got wind. HHS and ONDCP are focused on using our resources smartly to reduce harm and save lives. Accordingly, no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking. Why is accordingly in there? Why is accordingly in there? Is that indicating a subtle change in policy? 
Is that indicating that the first comments to the Washington Free Beacon about pipes being in those kits had to change accordingly? Why the delicate language? Why not just say no federal funding was ever designated to be used for pipes? Why not say that? Does that sound to you like a dipsy do flipperoo? Now, here's how I know the dipsy do flipperoo was causing them big problems. Because who jumped in immediately? The clown site. And believe me, I mean clown site. Whenever you see something from lead stories, whatever they say, assume the opposite is true and you will almost always be right. Here's the clown site, lead stories, who, as uh, producer Jim noted from the radio show, they didn't even put a name on this. They're no lead story staff because I think they're so embarrassed they had to write it. Right? Look at it, Joe. Lead story staff. Well, who's that? Fact check. Biden administration is not funding crack pipes, heroin for drug use. <laughs> the, the, the clown show, whatever you I'm telling you, whenever you see something from lead stories, you know it's a political hit job on the right and that this, the opposite is almost always true. Now, Snopes tried to jump in the mix, too, which is kind of hilarious. I'll get to that in a second, because Snopes got humiliated yesterday. Snopes has never been a serious site about checking facts ever. Like, everybody gets that. Lead Stories is far worse, I must say. But Snopes is a joke, too. Snopes got, Snopes got clowned yesterday, and they were forced to change their designation because everybody was laughing at them. Let me get to my next sponsor. I'll get to that in a second. Showing you again how this blue stack collapses when we highlight like a laser our attention on it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, of course, when lead stories jumps in and fact checks a story, you know, the Biden administration is terrified of the political narrative, just like the truckers. So Snopes tried to jump in, too. This is hilarious. This is from Bongino.com, our website. It's in our uh, newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter, if you want to uh, subscribe. It just says sign up here. Snopes hilariously attempts to fact check the Biden administration crack pipe giveaway story by our good friend Matt Palumbo. This is what, uh, according to Snopes, this is what they wrote. The crack pipe distribution program here, uh, quote, was just one of around 20 components of the grant program and far from its most prominent and important one, despite being the primary focus of outraged news reports. The purpose of the program was to reduce harm and the risk of infection among drug users, not to advance racial equity, although that was a secondary consideration. So Matt says, this is this show. So in other words, according to Snopes, it's not true that the Biden administration has a program to distribute crack pipes to addicts because the Biden administration has a plan to distribute crack pipes to addicts in combination <laughs> with other policies in a similar theme. Well said, Matt. Well said. Yes. It's a, so Snopes had initially rated that story false after being mocked everywhere and laughed at, just like the clowns that leads to people don't even waste their time with lead stories because it's such a joke site. Of course, after that, Snopes changed their designation to not false, but outdated. Because the HHS released a new member saying, accordingly. Now, of course, the GOP had a pounce on all this. If you want to see these headlines, you know, GOP pounces, damaging political narratives to the left. The story becomes about the GOP response. 
GOP outraged at Biden plan. What's the next headline? That's at the Independent. You can see all the headlines. Despite right-wing Twitter frenzy, not real. Notice all these stories are focusing on the hour, the Republican response, not the Biden smoking kid story. Here's another one uh, with the pouncing. The pouncing's everywhere, folks. You can see it everywhere. Is there another one? Oh, that's it. Okay, thanks. You should have put the original screenshot up. It was funnier. She had the search instead. Jim had a search thing up there <laughs> where it's all it was was GOP pounce story. Speaking of the fact checker, uh, the, uh, the fact checker scam, here's another one. Experts say changes to CDC's vaccination definition are normal. So again, the CDC's credibility has gone down the tubes. What's a damaging political narrative? One that changes who you thought an entity was. CDC. Years ago, people thought, oh my gosh, the CDC, that's a pretty serious entity full of pretty serious scientists. It's kind of weird. Since the vaccine started losing their efficacy, people started changing their definition of what an anti-vaxxer was. And it turns out the CDC changed their definition too. Now, nobody disputes that happened. But here we go. The AP fact checkers had to jump in because Tom Massey, who's a great Republican congressman, Tom Massey said, hey, listen, why did you guys change this? Does this have something to do with the vaccines losing their efficacy? So here's the AP's fact check. This is hilarious. They don't, they don't at all dispute the fact that the CDC changed the definition of vaccines. But they say, Joe, this is missing context. No. The CDC has altered the language. Oh, yeah, of course. The definition of vaccination on its website, including after the development of COVID vaccines. But the changes were made to prevent potential misinterpretations and did not alter the overall definition according to the agency. Oh, oh. So, so let me just get this straight. The fact that they're checking that the definition changed is 100% correct. But because the CDC told you something, you take it at face value and you assume the context by which Massey discussed it, that, hey, does this have anything to do with the waning efficacy of some of the vaccines? You just naturally assume that Massey's wrong and that your government masters who you kiss their asses are right. This, you again, you want to talk about the danger of the new Pravda Soviet information asymmetrical ecosystem we're walking into. There it is for you right there. Thank you, Joe. So that is the, the national anthem of the Associated Press <laughs> and Big Tech every single day. My man. Every day. They are not checking a fact. The fact on both of those things is accurate. The HHS grant included money for smoking kits. That's what it said. The CDC definition of vaccine was changed recently. Those are facts. All you're talking about is your opinion about whose opinion is right. That's why Facebook couldn't defend these fact checkers in court. Nobody can. It's a clown show. Like Bill McCarthy from PolitiFact yesterday. Dan Bongino stated, I stated no such thing. You just made that up. It's totally made up. You're checking a fact that doesn't exist anywhere. And by the way, he never met my, my uh, offer yesterday to produce the audio of me saying that because he can't, because he's a liar. He lied. I didn't state anything. This is who these people are. This is why Rumble, we don't use these idiots. Fact checker. You need a fact checker. You can be the fact checker. You can do your own homework. All right, let me move on to a couple of just quick stories I want to get to first. Um, you know, Trevor Noah, this, just, this story just speaks to more than just the entertainment community and these liberal losers who hate us all. Remember my golden rule, right? Liberals think we're bad people with ideas. 
That's important. Liberals don't think we're people with bad ideas. They think we're bad people with ideas. That's why they never argue the ideas. They hate us. And you need to understand that. I just want to put this story up as a demonstration of that exact point. It's from The Blaze. Be in my newsletter again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Check it out. The Blaze, is, uh, the Blaze has a story. A Daily Show host, Trevor Noah, gets lambasted online for his hypocrisy on the Joe Rogan controversy. Long story short, he did a 16-minute segment just shredding Joe Rogan, Trevor Noah, which is really weird because when Trevor Noah got into trouble for some unquestionably inappropriate jokes himself, oh, look, who defended him? Yeah, Joe Rogan, who tweeted out nothing he, talking about Trevor Noah, nothing Noah said was out of line. And he's a funny dude. F the haters, Noah. I put that out there again to warn you, you will get no mercy from these people. They're not interested in some rapprochement. They're not interested in campfire songs. They're interested in your destruction and only your destruction and preferably in the most miserable way possible. They think you are bad people with ideas and that's why they show no mercy. And if you don't understand that, then this isn't the right show for you. You want cutesy time? You can go listen to The Dispatch and that Charlie Zyke or whatever his name is. You can go listen to them. They're, they'll kiss the ass of the left all the time thinking they're the last one of the guillotine. Well, good luck with that. Here's one more Republicans pounce, by the way. If, you know these mask mandates that are being pulled? Yeah. This, is, this is a great one from CNN. Republicans seizing on backlash to new mask and vaccine mandates. They can't help. They can't help it. They can't. We call them out on it. They can't help it. All right. You know what? Let me get to my last sponsor. I got a lot more. Don't go anywhere, please. I got a lot more ahead. Um, including another you're not wasting your time segment. And uh, I think the most important story, I said Jen Psaki speaking about misinformation and censoring people from the podium was the biggest scandal of the Biden administration. I don't know. I think I have a bigger one. We kind of teased it yesterday a little bit. This is getting really ugly. Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of Tone. Big Tone. Hook the hook a brother up. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code BONGINO at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code BONGINO at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. As I said to you, and I'm, I'm as serious as a heart attack with this, I thought the biggest scandal emerging from the Biden administration, which went underreported outside of Fox, was Jen Psaki from the podium, from the White House podium, a taxpayer-funded facility. She is a taxpayer-funded employee. Calling for censorship from the podium was the, most, uh, was the biggest scandal of the Biden administration. I'm starting to think this one is bigger. This goes in the, what the hell is this file? I know where the Democrats are copying the Chinese Communist Party surveillance model 
to surveil and spy on Americans? We get that. That's fairly obvious at this point. But are they modeling their law enforcement model too? Look at this story from CNN. And if you watched yesterday's show, you know exactly where I'm going with this. CNN Politics. Department of Homeland Security Bulletin warns the trucker convoy could disrupt Super Bowl Sunday. A DHS bulletin issued on Tuesday to state and local officials obtained by CNN said the agency, quote, has received reports of truck drivers planning to potentially block roads in major metropolitan cities in the United States in protest of, among other things, vaccine mandates, um, vaccine mandates for truck drivers. DHS has received reports? How have they exactly received those reports? Is anyone curious about this? And I ask you if that story was about BLM and DHS was receiving reports, wouldn't the media be kind of curious as to who was reporting BLM to DHS? I'm just, I'm just asking. Just asking questions here, right? Kind of weird how they're receiving reports and no one in the media asks any critical questions about it. Have they broken any laws? Has there been a threat to break any laws? Is this a national security issue? I'm just, again, we're just asking. Now I want to go back to yesterday's article on Bongito.com, which you really should read. He discussed this yesterday. DHS terrorism bulletin warns of a terror threat from people, quote, spreading false narratives that undermine trust in government. This is from a DHS bulletin. They say that the complexity of the threat environment, they point to some factors. One, the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. That's, again, really odd because I thought there was a First Amendment that protected our God-given right to undermine public trust in government institutions if government institutions are failing us or lying to us. We're not what we're supposed to just encourage the public to trust government institutions when we find evidence of corruption or lying. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm just asking. This is real. Now, I'm going to be doing an entire monologue you haven't heard before on the Fox show this weekend about this growing surveillance threat. This is the biggest scandal of the Biden administration right here. We are turning into a police state. DHS monitoring, DHS monitoring under uh, subversive narratives. Are they threatening narrative? What are you talking about? I want you to listen to these. We'll look at these stories too. Vice magazine. NSO group gave Pegasus spyware demo to the NYPD. Oh, Pegasus. Remember Pegasus, Joe? We're not talking about the horse oh, from Clash yeah. of the Titans. Pegasus is a spyware program that basically hijacks your entire phone, including your microphone and your camera. Imagine that. Microphone and your camera hijacked. Everything you put in your keyboard, basically your entire life. What did the NYPD want with that? Oh, Dan, it's just the NYPD. Oh, no, it's not. Here's a story from The Guardian from February 2nd. The FBI confirms it obtained NSO's Pegasus spyware. Bureau says the sophisticated hacking tool was never used in support of any investigation. Why'd you want it? Why, why'd, you, why'd you want that? Folks, as I said to you yesterday, the distinction between the private and public self 
and a clear line between the two is the only hallmark of a representative democracy in a constitutional republic. When everything you do is public, and everything you do can be accessed by the public and big tech and the FBI and the NYPD and the DHS and the Biden administration, you no longer live in a free country. How this isn't a bigger scandal right now, this DHS, DHS memo, and how they're, quote, receiving reports on the truckers is an entire mystery to me. And I say to the left that used to pretend to believe in civil liberties because you never really did. Where the hell are you now? Where's the ACLU? Where are you? Why aren't you linking arms with us right now? All right, moving on. This is again from the Not Wasting Your Time segment. Yahoo News. CDC pleads for caution, but governors may be done listening. I want you to notice this last line, talking about the waiver of the mask mandates. What have I always told you about the mask mandates? It's going to be quick because i got to get to some video audio next. But What have I always told you about the mask? Why the left loves the mask? It's not because they, they're particularly effective. That's it, not it. The, the efficacy is limited at best, right? So why is the left so in love with the mask? Because, folks, the left lives off fear. Remember my walking dead hypothesis, right? The only way you get people to walk into a prison is if they think walking into the prison will secure them from what's more dangerous on the outside. But to get them to walk into a prison, ideological or physical, you have to scare them. And what is the visual symbol of fear that we're in a pandemic all the time? If you listen to this show, you've heard me say this so much, you could probably repeat the words now, the mask, a visual symbol that you should be afraid all the time. So I want you to listen to this quote from Yahoo News showing again, I was not wasting your time. The left loves the mask because you can see it and it reminds you of the fear you should be bathing in. CDC Director Walensky said at a briefing yesterday, that the pandemic response team, during which she and others faced a series of questions about how long mask mandates, the most potent symbol of pandemic life, would remain in place. There it is. Yahoo News. The most potent symbol. They get it. They all get it. They're just winking and nodding the whole time. All right, let me move to this. This is my last story here, it's a, but it's an important one. Regarding the mask mandates and now the the disparity between Democrat states and the White House. Democrat states are seeing the polls of people are sick of the fear porn. They don't want to walk around being reminded every day about the corona anymore. They want to live their lives. The White House doesn't know what to do. So the mask mandates are causing them real problems because Democrat governors are saying, we're done with these things. And the CDC is saying, ah, maybe you shouldn't be done with these things. But I want you to listen how Saki, when asked about this, how she attacks Ron DeSantis and completely makes up this thing, government, the governor of Florida is getting in the way of you wearing a mask. He was? All he said was, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, it's up to you. Notice how she lies, showing you again, they know this is a damaging political narrative. Check this out. Um, we had another state today uh, dropping the indoor mask mandate as CDC is confirming that their guidance is not changing. Um, but these decisions that are being made at the local level, like you guys always talk about, are out of step with the science that is at the forefront of the CDC of this White House. So why are we not hearing the same messaging, criticizing states that are you know, making these moves like we heard previously um, with, for instance, Ron DeSantis? Well, I would say there is a distinct difference between standing in the way, uh, which Ron DeSantis did, or Governor DeSantis, I'll 
I'll give him his full title, um, of teachers, uh, school administrators, and others taking steps to protect the students in their school communities. There's a difference between standing in the way of it, threatening to pull back funding, and allowing for local school districts to make choices, which is what a number of these states are doing. So just to be clear, the Democrat governors did the same thing Ron DeSantis did, albeit later, because the science, political science changed, not the actual science. They're heroes. Right. But Ron DeSantis is a demon because, Joe, he got in the way. He did. He stopped you from where, you know, I live in Florida. Not many people wear masks, but people do. And I, it's funny. I've never seen Ron DeSantis grab one of them, slap him in handcuffs or ask the DHS to investigate them. And I haven't I haven't seen reports, seen reports about people who mask themselves in Florida. Kind of weird. Here's a video you'll see on Rumble about how, again, the fraudulent media, how they play into this, the blue stack, and how the blue stack is covering for the fact that even Democrat governors are realizing the people are turning on them. Watch how they talk about in this supercut here. Watch how they talk about this is a Washington Free Beacon put this together. In the beginning, you'll hear about how they talk about Republicans, how Republicans repealing mask mandates are like heretics. And then when the Democrats do it, all of a sudden they're heroes. Weird, right? Listen to this. In Virginia, the new Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, the man on your screen, is defending his executive order, which allows parents to decide if they want their kids to wear masks in school. Glenn Youngkin campaigned as if he were an ordinary suburban, fleece-wearing dad with moderate and inoffensive views. Youngkin did exactly what a Republican does when they get into power. Let's look at what's going on. Let's move this state back 50 years. Virginia governor and Trump in training, Glenn Youngkin. COVID politics makes a lot of Republicans governor stupid we know glenn youngkin's true colors it's that it's mega red new jersey delaware connecticut oregon and california all moved to relax their mask mandates these are all states led by democrats and once hard hit covid zones and they seem to be decisions driven by science not politics the reaction so far has been uh, broadly if not overwhelmingly a uh, positive uh, uh, the, the facts are great we're headed in the right direction as i think we hoped we would be more signs the country is pushing to to get back to normal. That the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. This follows what uh, the governor in Pennsylvania has done. Uh, the governor in Colorado has started to dismantle a lot of those, those rules. New York, Connecticut, they're also looking at similar uh, rules. I mean, this makes your head spin, right? I mean, it, it, it's so political. There it is, folks. Hat tip, Washington Free Beacon. The exact same policy, the repeal of mandated masks, phrased two entirely and completely different ways, depending on the politics of the situation, showing you again that the blue stack is hard at work. Covering for the police state we're turning into, covering into the CDC scientific mess they created, covering for Biden, covering for the smoking kits, covering for the politics. Just disgraceful. But the good news is you're listening to this show and you're hip to it. And when you know the terrain features of what you're walking into, you can better prepare yourself for what's coming out of that door. And that's what we're committed to doing. You're not wasting your time here. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Please check out my radio show later. And please don't mix my, uh, my Fox show this weekend. Got an update, uh, hopefully, on this trucker thing. You're going to want to hear 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Oh, oh, questions also. If you want to submit a question for tomorrow's show, I always forget that. I will put a post on my Locals account. Download the Locals app. I'm at D Bongino. 
The post will say questions for tomorrow's podcast and submit away. And you can always submit on Rumble as well. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.